Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello, friends and family and fans and faculty and fanatic. Uh, I already said fan. Anyway, all tens and tens of you. It's me, your host, Nick. This is Nick's Nerd News. Are you surprised? No, you shouldn't be because it's uh, weekly at this point. I mean, hey, if uh, if it wasn't me, that that would be a surprise. That that, that rarely happens, but it happens. And you know what? Let's just, hey, welcome back. If you've been listening, uh, welcome to the show. If you're new, happy to have you. And you know what? It's uh, it's another week here in 2021. We're halfway through May, if you can believe it. That's wild, man. We're we're halfway through May of 2021. That that is a wild thing to me. And, like, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition literally comes out on Friday. So, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be playing that for sure. I know a lot of people are playing Resident Evil Village. Uh, I, I beat Pokemon Snap, uh, new Pokemon Snap this past weekend. and But, you know, before we get into to, to talk about games this week, I do want to talk about that. New Pokemon Snap, of, of all the Pokemon it has, it doesn't have Gyarados, right? Like, of all the fucking Pokemon to have in this game, it does not have Gyarados. Meanwhile, fucking Magikarp is literally in every single damn level. Under the ocean, in a snow lake, in a jungle river. Like, this dude, this worthless-ass Pokemon is everywhere, and Gyarados is not in this thing at all. I saw an article saying, like, Gyarados should have been one of the Illumina Pokemon. It's like, fuck yeah, he should have been. Not wishy-washy. Get the fuck out of here. Wishy-washy. Wishy-washy in its school form is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, I like gear. No Gyarados. No Gyarados. There's ru- obviously they could totally do DLC for this game, uh, or they could make another Pokemon Snap. Hundred percent. But like, sometimes some of the choices on the Pokemon, and then the fact that they're missing some. Like you have Pokemon, you have Pokemon at the beginning of the stage of their evolutionary ladder, and then at the end, but you don't have the middle. Like, like you got Squirtle and Blastoise, but you don't have Wartortle, right? You have Charmander and Charizard, you don't have Charmeleon, and it's like, how do you have these, but you don't have the ones that evolve into them? Or it, it, it like, wh- where's the disconnect here? Or you'll have Pokemon on a level. And their evolutions are on a different level. Like, what? I, that doesn't make any sense to me. At all. But then you have Caterpie and Metapod, but not a single fucking Butterfree. But you got Beautyfly, and you got Vavillion everywhere. But you don't have Vavillion's one previous, which I, I can't think of the name right now. Then you got Wurmple, right? But you don't have Cascoon or Duskoon or whatever. And then you don't have Dustox. Like, but then Beautyfly is is in a different level. It it and that's that's the other thing that doesn't make sense. You got Metapod on the jungle level and Beautyfly flying around, right? 
but you don't have Metapod and and uh, uh, Butterfree. Like, wh- what? Like, did the people making this game not know how the Pokemon work? Don't get me wrong, I still had a lot of fun playing the game. I, I enjoyed it very much, and, and now I'm taking pictures of legendary Pokemon that you unlock after beating the game. But still, it's just like, these are things that... that most Pokemon fans who are probably picking up the game are going to notice and are going to question and are going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's get right into what, what we're really here for, and that's the news. And my opinion on the news. <laughs> but hey, how about this, folks? Nintendo is coming off of its one of its most profitable years ever and sold nearly 85 million Switches between March 2020 and March 2021. 85 million switches. I'm you're, you're and people are going to tell me oh that PS5 won. No like no motherfucker. Switch won 2020 people. That thing came out, then Animal Crossing came out and just dominated the market. Like you can't sit here and tell me any other console won except Switch last year. They just came out like they don't even need to swing. They just like bullied people into <laughs> They didn't bully anyone. They just bullied the other makers. Like, oh, you want to release a console? Well, here's our three-year-old console that everyone loves. And we're going to release new games for it. And you're just going to have to sit there and watch us make money hand over fist. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 85 million Switches last year. And mostly, mostly due to Animal Crossing. Let's not kid ourselves and the pandemic and people being home and a combination of the two. Most definitely. Most definitely. And then, in the weirdest thing to come out of of this year, more and more lawsuits against companies, Sony is being sued in a class action lawsuit um, claiming that they are operating a unlawful monopoly. Uh, So, per Bloomberg, uh, this is filed by consumers, and... Apparently, Sony charges up to 175% higher than physical games sold by retailers, both online and in-store. You know, some of their games are are charging $70. Uh, The lawsuit says, quote, Sony's monopoly allows it to charge super, oh, supra-competitive prices for digital PlayStation games, which are significantly higher than their physical counterparts sold in a competitive retail market, and significantly higher than they would be in a competitive retail market for digital games. Uh, that's what the lawsuit says. Um, oh, I didn't realize this, but Sony stopped allowing uh, third-party retailers to sell digital download codes for PlayStation games back in 2019. Um, Nintendo did that in Europe recently. So, that's weird. They're still allowed to sell PSN credit, which doesn't make any sense. Um yeah, so uh, again, Xbox does this too, don't get me wrong, sometimes a, a game will be, sometimes a game will be like cheaper physical, but if you go to try and buy it on a, a digital storefront, it's still like full price, um, and things like that, so I, I can understand why people would be fed up, I don't know if you sue them over it though, um, that's definitely not something I I would see happening, but... I mean, whatever floats your boat, I guess. But I don't see that lawsuit really, really going anywhere. Um, Ubisoft announced this week that they will be releasing a new free-to-play version of The Division. 
Um, I, I guess it's going to be a, a new a new game entirely. It's called The Division Heartland. Uh, hold on, let me double check. Yeah, The, the Division Heartland. It's going to be free to play. Uh, it will be set in the Division universe. And it, it is being developed by Red Storm Entertainment. It's a standalone game. Uh, and it will come out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC sometime between now and next year. Uh, looks like it's going to play take place like in the Midwest. Um, no, no word yet on 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 all the details. Uh, Ubisoft says, "quote An all new perspective on the universe in a new setting." Unquote. Uh, you can sign up to get on in new new uh, hands on opportunity early hands on opportunities, but. It'll be interesting to see. I know we're still getting a division movie, which is going to hit hard after this this last year or so. And uh, I guess they're going to be uh, there's going to be a new novel coming based on the division as well. Um, and new DLC will be released for the division two later this year as well. So keep a lookout for uh, what they're what they're expanding with the, the division universe of all things in the Tom Clancy world at Ubisoft. Um, and with with uh, with Mass Effect Legendary Edition releasing this week, uh, this weekend, I should say, uh, Dark Horse has decided to re-release their statue version of the Normandy, the USS Normandy, the the, the hero ship from the game. Uh, they are releasing a new all silver version that you will be able to purchase through Dark Horse Direct um, in honor of the release of. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And uh, so not to be outdone by Sony, Valve is also being sued uh, over over gaming game sales practices, apparently. Uh, this time, hold on here, lost my article that I was going to quote. Um, they're also being sued over their PC digital game distribution. Um... So this is being led by Wolfire Games CEO David Rosen. Uh, he's le leading a class action antitrust lawsuit, and uh, he's re representing game developers, however, not not consumers in this one, against the Valve Corporation. Um, he says that because of Steam, the prices of games due to Valve's service taking thirty percent commission uh, is is unfair. And anyone would who anyone who tries to fight Steam gets kicked off of Steam, and he did this because he said, "quote Gamers and game developers are being harmed by Valve's conduct." Unquote. He also went on to say that, "quote While I'm taking on significant personal risk, I'm not doing this for personal gain. If there's any monetary recovery, it will be distributed to all developers and gamers in in the class." Unquote. I don't know. It it sounds like he's just disgruntled over their take. I'm not even going to go into more of that, but it's like, you're you, good luck, dude. They're, they're a platform. You don't have to put yourself on their platform. There are other platforms to be sold on. I understand that Steam is the number one platform and not being on Steam could potentially hurt your sales. But at the same time, if you want to fight them, fight them. Don't, or, or fight them in a way that, that will potentially hurt them by not putting your game on their platform. Like, like, yeah, I know that could potentially hurt your profits as well and, it's a it's a double-edged sword sometimes like it's it's hard it really is but anyway moving on uh so you know 
Today I spent two different times trying to get a PS5 to no avail. Also, screw GameStop for charging an, an exorbitant amount for like a bundle on PS5s that they force you to buy. But anyway, just because sh- it, it, it's 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 so hard. I follow I follow a um, who do I follow? He's from Tech Radar. His name is um, Matt Sweeter. Swider. Uh, he essentially will tell you when both PS5 and Xbox Series X are back in stock. And um, that way, I mean, you can try and get a new console. Um, Sony Direct, I almost got in. Uh, GameStop, I almost got in. It's Again, these are like half-hour processes, which is a, a pain in the ass. Um, but you know what? That's probably going to continue. And this is per Bloomberg again. Uh, Sony has spoken to a group of analysts, and they they said that this is per the article quote. Uh, this is what Hiroki Totoki apparently said to them. Said quote, "I don't think demand is calming down this year, and even if we secure a lot more devices and produce many more units of the PlayStation Five next year, our supply wouldn't be able to catch up without with demand." Unquote. So, expect shortages on everything especially the PS5 and probably the Series X as well, to, to last into next year. And uh, probably has to do mostly with the global, global shortage of semiconductors. And they they need those to make the consoles. It, and it's just a pain in the ass. Um, it's, it's a little ridiculous that... I mean, they want to increase supply, but at the same time, it's like, you know... This is ridiculous. It's just—it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It really is, and it—and it, and it's fucking stupid that you have to go through this rigor rigmarole to get these consoles. I know I'm not the only person, and I know it happens with both. And it's like it—it it, it took me half an hour to get my to pre-order my Series X last year, and it's like now I gotta sit here and wait just to buy the damn thing, even on on top of waiting. So it's like it's frustrating. And then when I was able to almost get one last week, I tried again with Best Buy. It's like, "Oh, by the way, uh you can only do in-store pickup and your store uh no no store within 250 miles has it." And it's like, "Well, fuck me, right? What the fuck is the point? Why why would they do uh pickup from store only? I get cuz they don't want people stealing it, but at the same time it's like, how can you not offer it everywhere and not like say that? Like, oh, by the way, only in certain areas. Like, that's some bullshit, too. Like, the fuck is going on, dude? Madness everywhere. Annoying as hell. Annoying as hell. Well, uh, you guys still playing Warzone, huh? You know, with the new map, Verdansk 84? Well, if some official Call of Duty tweets are to be believed, the next two characters that might be joining Call of Duty Warzone might be John Rambo and John McClane. Uh, Call of Duty recently tweeted out an official. It says, does anyone know Survivor John number 1009062? Their Warzone report is a sight to be seen. They have a kills, 552 kills, infinite KD ratio, zero deaths, five games played, five wins, and seven hours played. Now, apparently, according to fandom.com, people people calculated these numbers. This is Rambo, obviously John Rambo. 
So he's been in, there's been five Rambo movies, so five games played, five wins. They have a runtime of 7.8 hours, which equals to seven hours played. Rambo has not died yet, obviously, zero deaths. And also, according to fandom, he has killed exactly 552 people among all the Rambo films. So that's why people think it's automatically John Rambo. The other one, on the other hand, is another Call of Duty tweet that says, Air ducts are a complicated network of danger. If yours are in need of repair, call the best in the business at Nakatomi Duct Cleaning. And it also says, learn more here at NakatomiDuctCleaning.com. There's a picture with, with air ducts. It has Nakatomi spelled out, but it has a lighter for the N. And then it also says, say yippee Kaye to dust. A Nakatomi Corp. division mastering AC duct cleaning since 1988. And if that isn't, hey, John McClane is coming, then then I don't know what the fuck. What the fuck it is because that's a that's a straight up hey um let's tease something but actually just see be so blatant about it that that you you can't tease it like it, it it's obviously john mcclain so we're we're getting possibly both of them in the next uh couple weeks or whenever season four drops uh, expect those to be the two new characters added to call of duty warzone um, I'm just, I'm cutting out possible things here as well. Uh, we got some news regarding, um, the DualSense support on PS Remote Play as well as the PSVR 2. So, uh, PlayStation Remote Play app, uh, which is, you can play your games remotely on other devices, now officially supports the new PS5 DualSense. I don't know why it took so long. So this was added, um, once iOS updated to 14.5. So now you can play PS4 and PS5 games on your iOS device using the DualSense controller. Um, Android users can also use it as well. However, Android still only supports DualShock 4 for some reason. Um, but not all the features have made it over. So it looks like per Reddit that um, some, of the, some of the new features are spotty in places. Uh, adaptive triggers work, but proper, proper haptic feedback is not there. So don't don't expect haptic feedback while playing on, on remote play. And uh, per some uh, per IGN, actually, it doesn't work for Astro's Playroom or MLB The Show. Um, also, headphone jack and built-in speaker don't work either, which kind of defeats the purpose of the thing. Um, no word yet on if any of that will be updated or changed or if Android will come, um, anywhere either. Uh, also just please note, you can also use, uh, native support for the Xbox Series X controllers on iOS 14.5 as well. So if you're going to be playing the newly launched Xbox cloud streaming on iOS, you can, you can do so there as well. Um. But it all depends on how it all works. Um, but yeah, so if you're using Sony Remote Play or PS Remote Play or whatever the hell they call it. Um, we also got news on PSVR 2. And because remember we got to see what their controllers looked like um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but new rumors per Upload VR, and they're, they have reliable sources that claim that it will feature 4K resolution on the PSVR 2. Uh, we'll have gaze tracking, uh, we'll have lens separation, 
Um, it will also be able to support, let me see. Uh, so it will also have haptic feedback and which I guess will work on the handheld controllers. Um, it will have better eye tracking. Uh, so it will help with the rendering, um, and help with peripheral vision and looks like there will be an onboard camera to track position of the controllers to help it as well. Um, and it will connect to the PlayStation 5 via USB-C, potentially. This is all unconfirmed, but but heavily rumored and heavily considered to be what it what it will actually do. Which, to be honest, is, is actually pretty cool. No, less complicated, better tech, always a good sign. Um, and, and speaking of VR, also was announced this week was the HTC Vive. Uh, HTC Vive 2 was announced this week. Um, it is their new VR headset. So the HTC Vive Pro, excuse me, it's a 5K VR headset. Um, so that means it's, it's displays are 4896 by 2648, um, compared to the Valve Index, which is 2880 by 1600. Um, so it's probably one of the highest quality virtual reality headsets. Um, that's pretty crazy is, is 5k uh it's just it also reworked its display technology it will use real rgb sub pixels um so the the color is going to be a lot better than than what it was uh the screens inside the headset are more color accurate accurate than some oled panels on tvs which is pretty nuts as well uh, it will have new bespoke dual stacked lenses to help reduce motion blur and screen door effect um the field of view has been increased to 120 degrees. It will also have 120 ref uh, hertz refresh rate, um, but it doesn't have inside-out tracking, um, so you do need to set up lighthouses that are infrared lighthouses. Um, it has the same strap design. It still has the same 3D head audio headphones, uh, adjustable size dial, and it will be compatible with any previous accessories if you had the previous Vive Pro, um, so the base station... Uh, wireless adapter, any controllers, uh, also their knuckle controllers. Uh, it retails for $749.99, um, and it will increase then to $799 after the pre-order discount ends. Um, and if you want to get the, the controllers and the base station, it totals $1399. Uh, you can start pre-ordering. Uh, you could start pre-ordering yesterday, and it will release on June 4th. Um, and... That is, uh, like I said, it's a higher-end one compared to some of the other things. Like the Oculus Quest 2, obviously, is is a more personal, less uh, tech-savvy unit um, than some of the other ones. But but that's what you'll be getting with this. So last week, we talked about how PlayStation and, and Nike were teaming up for Paul George's that were PlayStation-themed. Well, not to be outdone, uh, Microsoft is apparently teaming up with Adidas to make some Xbox-themed sneakers. And they're just as fucking ugly. They are not good looking at all. Like I, what is with these these like Nike and Adidas can do way fucking better. And these shoes, both of these shoes look fucking atrocious. Like y'all can do way fucking better. Like you do not make me want to buy these shoes at all. What happened to like the cool Jordan Xbox? Like those were cool. These are not. 
These are not. And this is uh, uh, some shitty news, but Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again by Ubisoft uh, until at least next year. And, and at this point, at this point, that game is probably not anything like what they had originally teased it would be. And and it's it's pretty much at this point, I think they should just kill it. I, I think it's time to just, just, just let Skull and Bones die. I, I don't think there's there's any point in 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 letting it continue. I, I think it's time that, that we give up on Skull and Bones and and we, we send it off in into the abyss and uh just it's it's time to end i think i i don't think it it's point it's uh i don't i don't think it it's um it's worth it anymore to be honest i i think it's just i think it's time to to let it go and say goodbye um say goodbye to skull and bones to be honest with with you i i wanted this game to come out i wanted it it, it, hopefully it was going to be good, but I, at this point, it's just like, it, it's, it keeps just getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And I, I think, I think it's time for Ubisoft to give up personally. That's just me, but I, I'm sure other people think it should, should fade away into non-existence as well. Um, in a bit of nostalgia, Xbox has added new dynamic backgrounds uh, for Xbox One, or sorry, Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. Uh, this one, however, takes takes a bit of nostalgia, as I said, because it actually emulates the original Xbox-like boot-up screen with that like glowing green orb. Uh, you can go ahead and add that now as a background. Unfortunately, though, it does not include sound, um, but you can relive the glory days, if you will, uh, with that dynamic background now available to all Xbox Series owners. Um, and then Gabe Newell, uh, you know, the, the man behind Steam, was being interviewed by... Um, not being interviewed, I, I, I guess. He was actually giving a, a talk at Sancta Maria College in, in New Zealand. And someone asked him if Steam games would ever be porting, would be ever be ported to consoles. And Newell actually responded with, quote, you will have a better idea of that by the end of this year, unquote. Gabe Newell, the man behind Steam, the man behind some of the most famous games in history, has, looks like, um, essentially teasing that games might be coming to console uh you know it, it has launched console games before like the orange box with portal and uh team fortress and things like that but does that mean half-life um what 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 are we what are we thinking this could be this is this is very 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 interesting for sure um i mean newell's been stuck in new zealand since since last year um because you know the pandemic um but it'll be interesting to see if any of these games actually do come to console. But we'll see if, if that actually ends up happening. Um, we also got news today from Herman Hulst, who is the head of PlayStation Studios. And um, he has announced that um, 
PlayStation Studios apparently is work are working on twenty five PlayStation Five games, um, and half of which are new IP. So he 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 told Wired, um, this was an interview with Wired, that that they're like I said they're working on twenty five different new games. Um, of course that means that probably includes uh, the new Sackboy game. Uh, or no, that already came out. Sorry, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, the Horizon sequel, God of War Ragnarok, and at least Gran Turismo Seven. And granted, that that's a small slice. I doubt any of these games are are guaranteed to release in the next year or so. Um, that would be <laughs> um, really unthinkable if you think about everything that happened with game development in the last year or so. Um, but I'm sure those are games that are going to be coming in the next more than likely three to five years if if you ask me um at least that's what i personally think and and just based off what i know about game development and things like that but more than likely um gonna be a while before we see all 25 of those games and if if all 25 of those end up coming out um and our final bit of gaming news today was that crossplay was officially enabled excuse me unofficially enabled on destiny 2 months ahead of original schedule, uh, and it, it while it is not necessarily official and it will not stay, uh, Bungie did announce that they will leave it in effect until at least the end of the week, so get your cross-play in now before it goes away uh, for a few months and is, is finalized before official release later in the year. I know it's not a big major story like we normally end, end gaming on, but not a whole lot going on in gaming world this week, so... That's it for gaming. Let's uh, let's move on to what's going on in the TV world, which uh, is going to be our our littlest bit of news this week. Uh, not a whole lot going on there. And and first thing I wanted to talk about was, I, I guess Deadline had the scoop or someone, but but looks like CSI is going to be making a comeback uh, to to our TV screens this year, and that is uh, via Deadline. So. They got some new people uh, to come back, uh, including uh, Paul Goldfoyle uh, will be turning back as Jim Brass. So it's a continuation of the original show. It's going to be called CSI Vegas, which just leave it called CSI. I mean, everybody knows the original was Vegas. Um, they, they also got, um, you know, uh, Sarah Seidel and, uh, you know, Gil to come back. Um, William Peterson and Georgia Fox, respectively. They also got a couple other people from the original show to return. Uh, Wallace Langham coming back as David Hodges, which I'm actually more excited about that than anything. But, you know, CSI has been off the air for quite a while. And, um, yeah, I guess this was supposed to return last year. I personally loved CSI, the original CSI. I kind of liked Vegas, never really got into New York. I didn't even touch cyber with a 10 foot pole that just had not good written all over it. To be honest, um, they have picked it up to series. Like I said, it will return in the fall. I, I hope it's good cause it, it didn't end well. Uh, and like the made for TV movie, it was just, it was too little too late at that point and just bringing people back. And you could tell that Gil was like kind of out of his element or just cause he hadn't done it in for so long. And, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited and I'm not excited. And 
at the same time, they should have just called it CSI. And my only question is, is Nick Stokes going to be back at all? And is Catherine going to be back at all? Because, like, a lot of people don't like Sarah's character. And I, uh, yeah. They're going to be joined by several other new characters. So it's going to be a completely new, um, new crime lab, essentially. And, uh, we'll, we'll see though how it all, uh, how it all plays out though, for sure. Later in the fall. Yeah. That's not, that's the, honestly, that's the wildest story I've, <laughs> I've heard in a while, but, uh, we also got a new teaser, uh, for stranger things season four this week. It's teasing like Eleven's backstory or other people connected to Eleven. And it's like, she's getting older. You can't like portray her as a kid anymore. So like a little late for going that back into the backstory um, on that one, Netflix. But we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we also got our first look this week at um, Sebastian Stan. And, um, oh, hold on. Who, who is it? I can't think of her name. She was in the the Cinderella live action Disney movie. Um, she's playing Pamela Anderson. Um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Lily James. So Lily James and uh, Sebastian Stan are playing Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Sebastian Stan is almost unrecognizable as Tommy Lee. Like he looks almost exactly like him, and he, you don't expect him to look that well and he does um it's a new show called pam and tommy coming to hulu and i like i can't believe this is this is this is happening it's gonna be so i don't even know if it's gonna be good but we'll we'll see i i just i don't know they they look um I can't believe how like good they look as their characters. It's it's wild, to be honest. It's it's crazy. I wonder what how how much they'll show on that though. It's it is Hulu though, so we'll, who knows? Um, also announced, Aubrey Plaza and Danny DeVito are going to be starring in a new animated comedy for FXX, which that sounds like a match made in heaven. Um, the Legends of the Hidden Temple reboot, which was originally going to go to Quibi is now going to be on the CW, and they are casting adults. This time it's not going to be for kids. They are casting adults currently to air on the show. So be on the lookout for that, and if you want to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple, that, that's your chance. Um, and then before we do the Bad Batch review, I didn't want to talk about the Golden Globes. So the, the Golden Globes will not be on TV next year. Uh, NBC has decided to drop the airing next year, and has done so, they said, quote, we continue to believe that the HF, HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. However, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2022 Golden Globes. Assuming the organization executes on its plan, we are hopeful we will be in a position to air the show in January 2023, end quote. And, uh... This is especially after a new expose was published by the Los Angeles Times um, because of their essentially not great financial practices. They don't have a lot of diversity. The Hollywood Foreign Press has been for years called just a, like a very white-only organization. They actually got in trouble for 
hiring black actors to portray actual employees. And um, they did announce a new framework for reform. Uh, I guess NBC still isn't confident enough, and Variety says that the uh, network executives have... um, They want to see a detailed timeline if they want to keep airing the show. Um, It's just... uh, Wild, because mainly Netflix, Amazon, and Warner Media all announced a boycott uh, uh, of the Golden Globes, and um, a lot of companies have started ceasing association with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Um, Netflix CEO said, quote, We know that you have many well-intentioned members who want real change, and that all of us have more work to do to create an equitable and inclusive industry. But Netflix and many of the talent and creators we work with cannot ignore the HFPA's collective failure to address these crucial issues with urgency and rigor, unquote. Um, so it, it remains to be seen how this will happen. Uh, NBC did sign a $60 million deal renewing the partnership with, with the Globes. Um, but it looks like we won't have them next year. Which is, uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure the, the the awards will still be given out. We just won't have a, a televised uh, ceremony, let alone uh, if some of these companies boycott it, they might not even submit their stuff for, for recognition. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, speaking of which, uh, so that that's, that's that. And, and moving on, uh, before we get on to movies here, I did want to talk about the second episode of The Bad Batch. Um, this one is... is this was, to me, just a little bit of a backstep after that, that awesome premiere. Uh, it was a, bit, a little bit of a slower episode. It allowed the characters to, to grow a little more, especially Omega and, and Hunter. Um, they they kind of developed into this fatherly-daughterly relationship role, which I think they earned. They didn't earn the, 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 the end payoff, essentially. Like, it, it was not earned the, the build-up. They haven't had enough buildup to get to the point where they are at the end of the episode. I'll say that. Uh, it was a tense episode. It, it shows really how the clones changed into to stormtroopers and how the Empire started locking down things in, in on different planets. Um, we bring, bring back the deserter clone. I can't think of his name, but um, they were featured in a couple previous episodes where he, he starts a farm with his family. And apparently Clone Force 99 happened to be friends with him as well. Um Granted, uh, that we don't need backstory. People are like, how come this was never established? Like, uh, I don't know, because uh, the Bad Batch, the Clone Force 99, wasn't really around that much in, in the Clone Wars to begin with. So we're not going to see all of their exploits. Um, it looks like we're going to be catching up to, to Captain Rex pretty quickly, based off the fact that they were only a day behind him in the episode, because um, he was there before them. Um, but but we'll see how, how it all plays out. I. Hopefully, yeah, they got to do some things it, 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 and, and build up character relationships and things like that. But you can't rush it either. And I know it's a kid's show, but, or it's geared towards children. Um, but it will be a 16-episode season. So, so luckily, they'll be able to dive into the early, the early years of the Empire fairly quickly here and fairly well. And um, I'm excited to see, see how it all plays out, though. As the season progresses. Um, that's it for the Bad Batch. Episode 2. Um, and uh, that's it for, for TV this week. Let's let's move on to movies here. Um, 
it, it has been announced that uh, Immortal, the new Mark Wahlberg movie, will now release several months early, uh, but no longer in theaters. It's actually going straight to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Paramount Plus is hoping to release a movie a week, <laughs> uh, starting with Immortal in June. So if they live up to that promise, it'll be remain to be seen. But we'll we'll see how that that plays out over at Paramount Plus, and the other new releases will be there as well. But I don't see them foregoing complete theatrical release at all. Um, Dave Bautista was was uh, speaking this week and. Essentially saying that he's done playing Drax after Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as he gets older and older. James Gunn, you know, said that there's no Drax without him. Dave Bautista is essentially quitting after Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so it might not mean that Drax is dead, but it might mean that he just won't be around anymore. To me, that's unfortunate, because honestly, Drax is one of my favorite characters in the Guardians films. Um, he went on even to say to Slash Film that um, if they... If they do uh, make a new um, Drax film one day or something more with Drax, he wants them to recast the role. Uh, he did say to Slash Film, it's weird because sometimes you'll hear me say, I wish they dove into the Destroyer side, which originally I thought they were going to do in Guardians 2. But so because the Marvel Universe still hasn't seen Dax the Drax the Destroyer, end quote. Um, he's essentially talking about how they didn't really give him his, his chance to like be a Destroyer. Um, he did say, um, let me see it, uh, I'm reading all his quotes here. He says, quote, I really hope that going forward, they will reboot Drax. And I think Drax the Destroyer could be a standalone film. I think it could be something new and something different. I hope someday they just recast it and reboot just Drax the Destroyer and focus on that story because it's a great story, unquote. Um, I know he wants to go on and do other things, and honestly, as he gets older, it's going to be harder and harder to play Drax. But without him in it, I, I don't think it would be the same, to be honest. I, I think I think you, you, need, um, you need Dave Bautista to be Drax. But... Uh, Dragon Ball Super fans? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, well, you might all be happy because Toei Anim Animation and um, Toriyama himself have announced that a new Dragon Ball Super film will be released next year. No word yet on plot details or, or how it will tie into the timeline as a whole, but expect it to drop sometime next year. Um, but a new Dragon Ball Super movie will be released. We also got the new trailer for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. I still haven't seen the first one. And honestly, this trailer doesn't do anything to make me want to see this movie either. It's a whole lot of meh. Just a whole lot of eh, whatever. Not doing anything to sell me here, folks. It just, it's not. And, uh, yeah. And apparently, per Andy Serkis, it does not take place in the MCU. It's its own little pocket of things, but it will... Honor Spidey's legacy, and I thought they were. I don't. I don't know anymore, man. This just doesn't. I don't know what the hell Sony is doing over there, because like clearly Mobius is kind. Morbius, excuse me. Mobius is completely different. Morbius is apparently like somewhat tied to the MCU, and I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell they're doing over at Sony, but they do a lot of weird things when it comes to Spider-Man and the Spider-Man franchise. 
But uh, circling back to Bautista here for a second, Bautista, Dave Bautista, Edward Norton, and Janelle Monet have all been cast in the Knives Out sequel for Netflix under Ryan Johnson. So it looks to be like they're going to keep the ensemble cast of big names. Of course, Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Chris Evans were all in the first one with Daniel Craig. And if these are names, anything to go by, the second movie is hopefully going to be just as good as the first one. Because those are some great actors and actresses there to, to get behind and, and uh, would love to see in a, a whodunit type film. Um, and then, so, it was also announced that Phil Lord and Chris Miller will be directing a new pandemic-style film. Uh, it looks like it will be somewhat based on true events. Now, uh, and, and uh, I guess in relation to COVID as well. N- now, if you ask me, those are probably the only two people that could do it. They, they've already done a pandemic-related project with Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Um, so, I, I they, they kind of... I. They kind of know what they're doing. I wonder if this is going to be a serious movie or a comedy, though. That That's going to be a, a big thing to, to kind of figure out. Um, but but like I said, I, I think those are the only people that, that I would trust to, to really make a, a, a pandemic movie and, and knock it out of the park, if you ask me. Um, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that all uh, that all turns out. Um. Gal Gadot this week, well, she's under scrutiny for some other things that we're not really going to talk about. Um, it did. She did confirm this week. She did confirm this week the allegations made against uh, uh, Joss Whedon against her. Um, so she did confirm that Joss Whedon did threaten her career during Justice League reshoots. And uh, let me see. So it was a new video interview. And, um, she did say that the director would harm her career and, uh, she did push back on his rewrites for the movie. She didn't like them. Um, this was, uh, this does line up with an anonymous source that was told the Hollywood reporter the story. And, um, so the original source said, quote, Joss was bragging that he'd had it out with Gal. He told her he's the writer and she's going to shut up and say the lines and he can make her look incredibly stupid in the movie. Um... While she, unquote, in the past, Gal Gadot has said she has brought her, brought her concerns to the studio and they did rectify them. Um, but when she was being interviewed, um, by, uh, Israeli news source, um, she did confirm that Joss Whedon did threaten to harm her career. Um, this kind of ties in with everything that Ray Fisher had been saying about him and it just, I, um... It just looks like it all could have been avoided, and it's time to keep Joss Whedon just away from everything forever, please, and thank you. <laughs> just keep him away. Uh, and sticking with the DCEU here for a second, uh, Mar- Margot Robbie um, was speaking with um, Den of Geek in an interview, and she, she essentially has said that, uh, she said, quote, Trust me, I chew their ear off about it all the time. Uh, they must be sick of hearing it, but I'm like, Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy, come on, let's do it. I'm very keen to see a Harley-Poison Ivy relationship on screen. It'd be so fun, so I'll keep pestering them, don't worry, unquote. So this is in, I guess, response, because uh, if you guys don't know this in the comics, Harley and, and, and Poison Ivy 
are technically in a relationship. They're always on again, off again. Their their relationship obviously isn't as toxic as as Harley's and the Joker, which is pretty much over at this point in the comics. Um, but essentially, a lot of people thought we were getting like a Gotham City Sirens movie, which would have included Poison Ivy, but I guess the studio might be afraid in some capacity. But at least we have Margot on, on the fan side trying to push for this to happen and to get it made. So uh, more props to, to Margot, who's honestly an amazing version of Harley Quinn on screen. She brings so much light to the character. I can't see anyone else playing Harley at this point. Um, hopefully she gets to shine even more so after um, after The Suicide Squad and potentially either get a sequel to Birds of Prey or that Gotham City Sirens movie will come out uh, or something with her and Batman. Who knows? But it'll be... It would be amazing to see her and um, Poison Ivy on screen. Um, cutting back here, um, going over to the MCU. Uh, it has been now been reported that the um, that the Blade, the filming on the Blade reboot uh, for the MCU, has been pushed to next year. So it, it will. Uh, they will not start filming this year, unfortunately. It will be pushed to next year. So it uh, looks like that film might not come out as soon as some people might have expected it uh, to have come out. Our, our final bit of movie news here, uh, this actually happened today. Adult Swim has announced that they will pre- be producing three feature-length films based on three of their popular programs. Um, no, not Rick and Morty. But... Uh, they will be doing an Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, a Metalocalypse movie, and a Venture Brothers movie. Uh, they will be released on Blu-ray and video on demand. Uh, then they will premiere three months later on HBO Max and Adult Swim. Um, so while they aren't theatrical releases, they still will be full-length feature films. Um, the head of uh, president of Adult Swim said, quote, Leveraging the power of Warner Media allows us to deliver original content to our amazingly dedicated and not shy fans while also giving our talented series creators an opportunity to tell stories in new and interesting ways. Uh, they also did give a, a brief descriptions of each film, uh, starting with Metalocalypse that says, quote, The power-hungry tribunal unveils their secret and deadly Falcon-backed project. As the world grows and embattled chaos and the menacing Doomstar breaches the Earth's atmosphere, while the mysterious and twisted descent of a band member threatens the future of Death Clock. Picking up directly after the heroic rescue of Toki Wartooth, can Death Clock choose between their egos and their greater good of the world to embark on a gauntlet of dangers that will try their very souls and finally write the song that will be their salvation? The new movie is created by Brendan Small and Tommy Blancha. The movie soundtrack will be released on Warner Water Tower Music. Now that's the description for the Metalocalypse film. Uh, the Venture Brothers film is, quote, described as, quote, Doc's latest invention will either bankrupt the Ventures or launch them to new heights. As Hank searches for himself, Dean searches for Hank. The Monarch searches for answers, and a mysterious woman from their past threatens to bring their entire world crashing down on them. The Venture Brothers is created, written, and executive produced by Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. And then finally, we have some idea of what the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie will be. It says, quote, A continuation of the hit animated series, fans will find out what happens next with Frylock, Meatwad, and Master Shake, who consider themselves crime fighters, but the truth is they never fight crime. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is created by Matt Mylaro 
and Dave Willis and follows the strange everyday life of three human-sized food products living in New Jersey, unquote. I'm more excited for the Aqua Teen movie. Uh, it's going to be their second movie, if, if I remember correctly. Um, but that is it for movie news. Before we ended today, uh, there are two more stories I wanted to talk about. Also today, announced, um, Star Wars Celebration has been moved. So, uh, of course, it was canceled last year due to, you know, among other things, uh, the fact that, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Uh, it had been pushed to August of 2022. However, now they have announced that they will actually be holding it May 26th through May 29th, 2022. So several months early. Um, if you have tickets already, they will carry over automatically. And if you are unable now to attend, you can request a refund, but it must be done before June 21st. So make sure if you won't be able to attend next May, a year from now, uh, to, to get those cancellations in, or at least ask for your time off now for, for people who have jobs that uh, might not be as easy to, to request time off in the summertime. Um, and then the last bit of news, you know, we've been talking about the, the craze surrounding Pokemon cards for a while. Um, I didn't talk about how Target started restricting sales to like certain Friday mornings, granted not just Pokemon cards, other collectible cards as well. Um, but as of now, uh, Target will now cease to sell Pokemon cards, NFL cards, NBA cards, MLB cards in physical stores. It will be online only starting tomorrow, uh, to, uh, starting Friday, May 14th. Um, online sales will be unaffected, um, but it, it's mostly due to uh, uh, a lack of available cards, um, the scalper market, people fighting in stores. Apparently a gun was pulled at a store in Wisconsin over uh, some sports cards and um, just a whole lot of other things going on with which is a, a shortage of goods in general. Um, but uh, they will they had implemented a one purchase per customer rule um, on 8 ams on Fridays. And then, like I said, after one of those sessions, like about a week ago, a fight broke out, and they're like, you know, we're done. Online only. And, uh, yeah. Really shitty for, for kids, though, who want new Pokemon cards, and especially when new sets are coming out every couple months. But you can't buy physical Pokemon cards in Target stores or other sports cards, for that matter, starting on Friday. Um, that is it for this week's episode of Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. Today was May 13th. No, today is May 12th. Sorry, tomorrow is May 13th. And uh, as always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. Uh, also, while you're there, make sure to like, subscribe, poke, uh, comment, rate, all those fancy fun things. Leave a comment, give a shout out, whatever you guys want to do. Also, check out our social media tab while you're there. You can find links to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter pages where we post a lot of fun memes uh, and obviously make announcements and things like that. Or at least, if you don't have those, you can see them all in one place. Or you can pick and choose which one you prefer to follow on. Uh, other than that, I'm your host, Nick. Thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys on the flip side.